You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. We are back with another episode today, and today we are going to be talking about staying in the lines. And just as I mentioned that title right there, Dreesy, it takes me back to kindergarten. Not quite sure if I can remember everything that went on in kindergarten, but I do know that in kindergarten, there were different activities that we did, and coloring was one of them. And if you can remember, the teacher would always instruct us to what? Stay in the lines. Yes. Because that makes for a better picture, better picture and a better look. Even right now, I still color Dracy. I love, you know, it's a such thing as adult coloring. That's a thing. That's healthy. I have several of them. Yes. <laughs> Therapeutic. Yeah. I need yes. to start doing that. Actually, I had purchased some and I haven't used them like I need to. I need to find them. It's a pretty neat thing to do as an adult. And it is still very important to stay in the lines. That leads to our topic today. And we're going to be talking about boundaries today. And when I think of boundaries, boundaries are the lines that we draw around our lives so that we can thrive. That's good. We all need boundaries. We all need boundaries. So some people might be saying, well, what exactly is a boundary? And like I said, it's these lines that we draw around our lives so that we can thrive. Um, You might need to take time to recognize what boundaries do I need to set when it comes to my job, when it comes to my home life, when it comes to family or friends. I might actually need to draw some lines. So that's what we're going to get into today. The first thing that I need to do to start drawing lines is I need to realize what I need and what I don't need in my life. That's how I can begin to draw the lines. And I know that boundaries serve a great purpose and they have two main functions. One of the functions of a boundary is to tell others how you want to be treated. I know you've heard that quote. I think it's by Dr. Phil. You teach people how to treat you. That's along the lines of setting boundaries. And also boundaries, what they do is they create these healthy separations between you and others. We're going to go into this today and um, we're going to help someone set some boundaries because setting boundaries is really good for us. It's a part of self-care. It's a part of our emotional and mental well-being. So it's very important to have boundaries. I've looked up a couple of articles, and one of them is talking about the five tips to help you set healthy boundaries. The first thing that I need to do, Dreesy, is I need to get clear about what I want when it comes to a boundary. I need to be clear so that I'll be able to communicate with clarity what I need from others. The second thing is I need to be direct about it and not apologize for whatever boundaries I'm setting. Because a lot of times, you know, being a people pleaser, it's kind of difficult to set boundaries. You almost feel guilty about setting boundaries and protecting yourself. 
So when we begin to set these boundaries, we can also expect some pushback because the people who are benefiting from us not having boundaries, they may have a problem with you beginning to set boundaries. Yep. And number four, setting boundaries can be an ongoing process. And when I'm talking about that, you know, a lot of times, especially parents, when it comes to children, you have to reinforce them over and over. You can set a boundary with a child, maybe like your curfew is maybe nine o'clock. They're going to try to push it. A lot of times you may have to reset boundaries as well. And number five, it says that boundaries are for your own well-being, not necessarily to control anyone else. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care. Boundaries is a very important thing, and I think we all should have them. And like I said, when it comes to boundaries, you have to communicate them. Boundaries aren't just understood. A lot of times people just think people have common sense not to cross the lines, but that's not the case all the time. You have to communicate what your boundaries are. And I have like seven types of boundaries that we're going to focus on real briefly. And it's called the seven types of boundaries that you need. One boundary is the physical boundary. And of course, this protects our space. It protects our bodies. And I know, Dreesy, you may share something on this about physical boundaries, especially since Mm COVID-19. You know, a lot of things changed in the world for good when, you know, the COVID virus hit. So is there anything that you can share of some different things that, and I know you're not alone on this, like I say, the whole world had to make some changes with physical boundaries. Is there anything in specific that comes to you with COVID-19 that you had to set physical boundaries? Yeah, I believe so. I think it can be hard too, because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make anybody feel uncomfortable in your presence. But I remember I'm just now getting comfortable (laughs) with that area. I just happened to have a maintenance guy a few weeks ago come by and I happened to have my mask on and he asked me, he said, hey, do you want me to put on my mask? Well, let's just pause there and and applaud him because everybody don't do that. (laughs) So I'll say I was even grateful for the fact that he noticed that. And what I found myself doing a handful of times Although I was going through all this chronic illness and all this stuff, I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable. And so sometimes I wouldn't say as much as I should have so that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable or in my head so that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable. So a part of me wanted to say, no, you're fine. But I said, yeah, if you could do that, I would appreciate it. That's right. So, yeah, I've had to set different physical boundaries for sure. I noticed too, like if I don't have a physical boundary in this pandemic, I can't even think straight. (laughs) And I may even start being awkward at some point, you know? So again, it's not just, I'm thinking about me. I figured out as I'm looking back from then up until now is that like, oh my gosh, I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable in my presence. So it's actually like me looking out for them too. Like if you just give me some space, oh, we good. Like let's talk, let's chat, let's laugh it up, whatever we need to do. But if you're like right here in my face, you may even sense me being uncomfortable, you know, and then maybe you feel away. And so it's like, I think reminding myself that when I do lay a boundary, it's literally me not trying to hurt or harm this person or make this person feel bad. Like I'm looking out for both of us. 
That's right. That's right. And, you know, the virus affected people in different ways. So even now, people are responding different. We have a group of people who pretty much kind of act like the virus didn't exist. And then, you know, there's another group of people who've been affected greatly. They've lost loved ones. They still are dealing with some of the repercussions of the virus. So people are going to respond to it differently. So I just think people should be free to protect themselves and feel good about it, comfortable with it. And we just have to respect one another in this season of this virus until it passed, if it should ever pass. So that was very good. Another boundary is called an emotional boundary. This boundary protects your rights to have your own thoughts and feelings as well as others. And, you know, a lot of times when it comes to information, when it comes to people's personal business, boundaries should be set and they should be respected. But today with social media, sharing is common. It's commonplace to share and people expect you to share. But there is a group of people who still believe in personal information. And a lot of times they may not feel comfortable sharing certain things. So if you're in a conversation and you're asking questions, a person may not feel comfortable with answering. I think you should respect that boundary. But what I notice is a lot of people, they don't respect those types of boundaries because, like I said, social media has everything so wide open and everyone is posting about everything and they're so freely sharing about everything. So when a person does decide that they want to keep some things personal, a lot of people feel entitled to other people's information. Right. So even if they don't share it, they'll go track it down because some people will go to a great extent to learn other people's information. But that's what I've noticed. And emotional boundaries are very important. You should just set them and hopefully, you know, you'll be respected in that. Another boundary that was listed was sexual boundaries. I guess this would go for people who are dating. You need to let it be known up front what your boundaries are. You need to let the person you're dating know what's consensual and what's not. You can't just let people assume things because people go into relationships with certain expectations. So if you don't communicate those things, you may not be on the same page. So if you're dating someone and you're going to give them the okay to do this, or you're going to consent for them to do this or not to do that, you need to communicate that up front. Another one is spiritual boundaries. A lot of us have different faiths. We have different religions that we practice and they require different things of us. Some people, they might celebrate Sabbath or they might have to pray a certain amount of time or just whatever their religious convictions are. A lot of times they'll set boundaries and they would expect other people to respect those things. So those are some boundaries as well. Then we have financial and material boundaries. Just what it says, financial and material boundaries. This might help you to protect your financial resources and possessions. I know there are some people out there who people just come to them like they're an ATM machine. And they just constantly feel like they can make withdrawals from people just because they know they have it. But I think it might be important for that person if they're comfortable with constantly giving, 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 but sometimes you have to set boundaries with giving. 
you know, whether it's finances or anything. Because a lot of times when you're giving, you're actually enabling people. Maybe when they should be learning a lesson in life, you might be enabling them. And a lot of times you don't want to give, but you feel obligated to give because it's your family. It's your friend. And you're always trying to rescue someone. And then that leaves you feeling kind of depleted sometimes. But that's the reason right there that you need to set boundaries with your finances. And the other one is material possessions. I know I set boundaries with material things. I don't have a lot of material things, but things like my clothes, things like my car, I do set boundaries with those things because what I do know is, and what I've learned from the past, when you let people hold your things or when you let people borrow your stuff, a lot of times you don't get it back the same way you lent it out. So everybody does not have the same stewardship as you do over your things. So sometimes you have to set boundaries and you have to let people know. And it sounds real simple, but you have to let people know, no, no, you can't borrow my coat or no, you can't use this, that or the other. And just set those boundaries. I know sometimes I used to buy two items. Like I would buy two hair dryers. I would buy a hair dryer for me to use. And I would buy a hair dryer for my daughters to use because I know they use it differently. And if they should break it, I won't be out of a dryer. But yeah, that sounds crazy. But I used to buy two (laughs) things just for the people who want to borrow stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a way to draw the line when it comes to your personal possessions. And this is another one right here. Time boundaries. Time boundaries. What they do is they protect your time and how you use it. It also helps people from wasting your time or consuming your time. And what I do realize also, time boundaries protect you from burnout. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you've heard this or not, Dreesy, but there's something going on in the workplace now called quiet quitting. I'm not sure if you've heard that, but it's a group of people who've decided. And what I'm really gathering from this is in this quiet quitting, What they're doing is setting boundaries because what has happened since the pandemic, it has the employers and the employees in a really interesting place, not in all professions, but in some professions, it has really made a difference. The changes that have taken place since the virus has hit Mm -hmm. COVID-19. So now you have a whole group of people working remote. And I don't know what happened when they started working remote, but the hours changed drastically. They used to work nine to five when they used to go to the office. They used to clock in and clock out. But now when they're working remote, it's just like it's no cutoff. Yeah. The emails just keep coming. The requests just keep coming. And the work life is spilling over way into the evening, way into the night. So it's not a cutoff. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different things that's being expected of certain employees right now. It's just an interesting place. Like I say, we got a lot of places that's now hiring because of shortages in workers. You say from quiet quitting? No, not from quiet quitting, but just from the changes with COVID-19. And with so the explain shift. to them a little bit of like what quiet quitting is. Okay. I think it's the mindset of people... Not going way over and beyond. They stay in the lines. They they stay in the (laughs) lines. 
It's staying in the lines. And yeah. some people who are quiet quitting, working all of these overtime hours. Yeah. They're quiet quitting with meeting all of these demands and possibly not getting paid anything extra. Yeah. So they're kind of leaning back. They're kind of pulling back a little bit. And not that they're underworking, but they're doing just what's required of them. And they're not feeding into all of this overtime and all of this excessive work and all of this things that are leading them to burnout. Oh, yeah. I see that a lot in my generation as well as <laughs> Generation Z. Like, I really see that in the youngest two generations. It's like we're saying it's a no. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. Pay me what I'm worth. Yes. So, yeah, I see that greatly with the last two generations. Exactly. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. So we're going to move right along to what's something that's absolutely non-negotiable boundaries. And when we talk about non-negotiable boundaries, we're talking about things that absolutely must be in place for me to feel safe. And some of these boundaries might be, if I come over to your house, you can't have watermelon there because I have an allergic reaction to watermelon. So Mm -hmm. that's just an example of some non-negotiables or I have to feel safe, you know, just things along that line. So, yeah, those are just some highlights of some boundaries that we should set to stay mentally healthy so that everyone can feel safe and so they can thrive. And I have just a few quotes here. And as I was speaking earlier, I was telling you that maybe when you begin to set boundaries, it would upset some people. But I have a quote here and it says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. And that's by Brene Brown. In the beginning, I talked about how setting boundaries actually teaches people how to treat you. And that quote is by Dr. Phil McGraw. You teach people how to treat you. The last one, it says, you teach people how to treat you by what you allow what you stop, and what you reinforce. And that's by Tony Gaskins. So it's a good thing to set boundaries. And one other thing that comes to mind when it comes to boundaries, saying no is not a bad word. Right. And I can remember me for the longest being a yes girl, just being a yes girl. And my reasoning for that was, Okay, I need to help as many people as I can because I never know when I'm going to need someone to help me. But the only thing with that way of thinking is I got a rude awakening because what I've learned is just because you help someone doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to turn around and help you. Right. The way in which you give is not always the way in which you receive. Not at all. And I had to learn that. So that helped cut back a lot right there for being a yes girl. I was like, seriously? (laughs) Seriously? I just came through for you like that? And here I am in need and I'm just out here? So yeah, it's good to set boundaries. Just have the good motives and the right motives for whatever you do. Absolutely. And you know, boundaries is a buzzword right now. Like everybody's talking about boundaries. And I think we talked about this too, like with the social media and the culture bandwagons. And this one is not a bad bandwagon at all, but I do see where it could become overused. So it's one of those things where it's a buzzword, but 
let's not try to overuse this idea of boundary. So now everybody has a boundary and like there's no community. I think one thing about boundaries is you're not responsible for how the person responds. You're only responsible for your portion. I think a lot of times we can consider like, oh my goodness, you know, especially if the response is negative, we take that on as well, but we're not responsible for that portion. And we have to stand firm. I was just talking to somebody about this because if it is a negative response or a response that makes you setting the boundary even way more challenging, it can almost become easy for you to switch it, right? And say, never mind, or that did not be so firm on that boundary or to completely change it or do without the boundary. But you want to make sure that you're standing firm. And I know that that's easier said than done. I've noticed too, even this year alone, that people have said that I'm really good in this area. People have come to me asking me questions about boundaries because they say I'm so good in this area. And then I'm asking them, huh, am I? This goes back to what I was saying in the previous episode about coming up higher in terms of asking people, asking people what you're good at. You start realizing you're good at stuff that you never even considered. Anywho, they say I'm good in this area, a resource. I've said her name before, who is Nadra Tawab at Nedra Tawab, N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B on Instagram. We've talked about her quite a bit in our earlier episodes, but she wrote a book about boundaries. And I want to say it's, it's a bestseller. Like I believe it came out during the pandemic, but it's entitled Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. I mean, she posts about different aspects of boundaries so many times. One of the things she just posted this week, she said here, In terms of boundaries, she used an example here. She said, when you're from a dysfunctional family, healthy boundaries are viewed as threatening. Maybe this is not a family situation for some people, but let's say that your healthy boundaries are viewed as threatening. She says, making an observation, expressing an expectation, refusing to be involved in chaos, or expressing a different viewpoint will likely lead to you being labeled as mean, funny acting, or weird. Not going along with the typical chaos can seem like you're trying to make waves in the family. The truth is you are making waves. You're breaking the cycle of dysfunction and that isn't always well received by others. So it just goes on to say that, hey, boundaries may not always be well received by others, but we're not responsible for their response. And another thing too, I can't remember who said this, but it helped me tremendously. They said boundaries are actually you wanting the other person around. It's actually you wanting them around, right? So you're maybe you're setting these parameters. You're trying to stay in the lines because you're actually wanting them around. You're not cutting them off. You're not doing without them. And so I think that that's something we have to remember, whether we're giving the boundary or receiving the boundary as well. That's right. It all boils down to respecting one another, respecting mm-hmm. each other's wishes. Yes. So that's just a little touch on boundaries and maybe that helps someone out because you were just like wide open and, you know, pretty much allowing anything in and out of your life. But you realize now that, yeah, maybe I need to set some boundaries. And the information that I shared today, the seven types of boundaries, it came from Psych Central, Seven Types of Boundaries You May Need by Sharon Martin. And also the five tips for setting boundaries without feeling guilty is also by Sharon Martin. And along with another book that I would like to refer, 
It is called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And another great book is by Lisa Turkhurst, and it's called The Best Yes. The Best Yes. So, yes. So, I hope this helps someone out today. And remember, we're all in this thing together and we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.